We are Monique and Ellie and welcome to the Together Apart podcast. We are two mothers who are both currently successfully co-parenting. We've come together to create the resource that we wish we'd had when we both started on our own journeys of parenting after separation. We want to make it very clear that we are not trained therapists and are sharing our lived experiences. Some of the concepts we speak of aren't relevant in situations where safety is an issue. Okay, so welcome to another week of Together Apart, Parenting Together Apart. That's me and Allie here. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I decluttered today, which basically meant Ooh, that I've I, got to do, I'm in the mood for that later. But I actually yeah. didn't do anything. I just pulled everything out and put it straight back in. So I'm not sure I decluttered. Did it make you feel better? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I did good. nothing. That's, that's what matters. I achieved nothing. I looked at my pile of get rid of stuff and I had two things in there and I was like. <laughs> I feel like I want to go around the house and just like throw out random shit that we never use. Like just, I haven't read that book in five years, throw it out, but I have a thing for books. I can't throw books out. Yeah. Books is the one thing that I would say that, and I like the messiness. Like I think when I was little, I always wanted a library, Yes, yeah, but basically my decluttering amounted to just shuffling shit around the house making me feel like I've achieved something, even though I actually didn't achieve jack shit. Uh, but I feel like mentally all that much matters. better. Yeah, I stress claim. I know I'm stressed when I start to get this urge to purge. Oh, um, I like change shit around. So I get really frustrated. Yeah. Charlie's like one of those people that just puts everything in one place and it fucking stays there. If I had well, my way, I would dies. move my living room around every freaking two weeks because I'm like, ooh, what about if the TV's over there and the couch is here? And like, what if we put this over there? Ooh, that's such a useful space now. Like I like to move shit around. I can't stay in like stagnant. There is something to be said about the energy of a room and how it sort of like maybe rustles it up a little bit. But you should have seen, I tried to move my bedroom around not long ago and Charlie came in. He's like, this just does not work. And I was like, <laughs> I know my bedroom is one of those bedrooms that can only sit in the same position all the time. You can't move it. That's mine. That's exactly mine. And it fucks me off so bad. And I'm like looking up the feng shui. I'm like, maybe I can just put it like this. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't. Yeah. Steve literally walked out of his bedroom because he could obviously hear me dragging furniture around our <laughs> second little living area. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, just leave me alone. Me and alone. all I did was move all the furniture on the right side to the left side and all the furniture on the left side to the right side. So I just mirrored the exact layout. New room. <laughs> and I was like, ta-da, what do you think? I know, you're making me want to move my other living room around, but I actually don't think there's any other option. That's it the problem. Feels like house is itch. a bit weird. Yeah, it's an itchy new sketch. My mum used to do it all the time and we'd all be like, mom, and now I am my mother and I move shit around and people are like, why are you moving stuff around? I'm like, just because. Like, it just, I don't know. It's like, it's like either that or I'm going to go dye my hair pink. All right, mm-hmm. should I introduce? Yes. So this week we have Charlie, my co-parent um, on and it's not really an interview style. It's more Charlie just kind of talks because he's very good at that. Um, but we talk about why it's important, I guess, why co-parenting is important, why we, well, he thought that co-parenting the way we do was important. Um, And there's a little bit on the, I guess, the respect of the mum of your child. Um, Yeah. 
Ellie didn't uh, tell him what the topic was. I didn't tell him what the topic was. I just kind of, no, but he doesn't need a topic. You'll hear him. He just, he does not need a topic. Um, He He created his own topics. Yeah, he created his own topic and he just took it away. Um, So I hope you enjoy it. And we will, I mean. I think it's great having a guy's perspective as well. Definitely. Yep, definitely. Um, And yeah, especially someone coming from divorced parents as well. Mm, Yeah. and so, yeah, have a listen and any questions or anything or any other topics you'd actually like to hear from him because he's more than happy to come on more than once. Um, feel free to send through in an email or DM because, yeah, he's happy to jump on and we live together so we can't get away. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Um, it's Ellie. I'm sitting here with Charlie, who, if you don't know, is my co-parent and Rocky's dad. And today we're going to, I think we're mainly talking about respecting the mother of your child, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so we're going for. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we wanted from you. Don't worry about the father. It's fine. No. <laughs> um, but Charlie has a very strong opinion on this and <laughs> you're quite good at talking about it. So I might just let you go wild. Right. So I did, I wasn't pre-told about what this, the specifics of today so i'll have to let my brain quickly come up with something uh but yes i as ellie said i do have a strong opinion on the importance of respecting the mother of your child i think and i think we all witness um through breakups whether they be with children or not you know often people um can turn into enemies and to me, it's a very strange thing to go from someone you love and you make all these promises, potentially that you're going to spend your life together and you have children or whatever else, and suddenly they're your enemy. And I think that for me, that's already a very strange thing to to, to witness. But when it comes to having children, um, if you want your children to grow up respecting uh, uh their future partners and even having a value of um, being respected by their partner, what, how their parents behave, whether they're together or not, is going to very much determine that. And I think like in our case, we have a young daughter and I, if I treated Ellie poorly, then Rocky would grow up seeing that as normal and would be much more likely to, um, to find uh, men who treat her poorly um, feel like home and feel almost comfortable and normal. Whereas when she witnesses my treatment of Ellie being respectful and um, and whatever else, what else am generous I generous and generous and um, and kind, just kind, just yeah, yeah, all the things that that <clears throat> that that I I want I want to be for Ellie, obviously, but I also want Rocky to to reject anything that that is counter to the way that she's witnessed her father treat her mother and for me that's a really critical thing so you know automatically i respect obviously the role of ellie in rocky's life because it's the most important role and so and for me i want to support ellie and and have done um you know since since um, she was pregnant with Rocky because for me, I want to have a, the mother of my child be, you know, mentally, um, 
capable. Yeah, and supported, and not and not go through through. I mean, motherhood is super stressful anyway. Without also having an asshole father create even more pressure through either not being nice or not being supportive enough. And so for me, you know, for Rocky to have the best mother, she needs to be someone who has the freedom um, to be a good mother of my child. So that's really important to me. And, and it's something that I've sort of held a value of. I mean, even before I ever met Ellie, that was something having parents who broke up when I was one year old, I, I, I witnessed things in a way that I probably um, thought could be done better. And I've tried to take that into my circumstance with Rocky. And then when I look to the future, f for me, I don't, I would rather show Rocky now from from birth till, you know, however old, I would rather show her through demonstration what normal should be to her than at some point be trying to tell her not to date a certain guy because I don't think he's nice enough. You know, I think that the, the work will already be done through what she's witnessed and through that programming she's going to have much more than she'll listen to me later in life when I'm trying to tell her something that is actually the opposite to her programming, had I not chosen to be, you know, to, to, to hold Ellie in such kind of high esteem and support. So there's a lot of reasons um, to do it. I think that, that it's the easy option being, you know, uh, combative with your co-parents and not supportive and greedy and selfish and 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 jealous and all these things that we can be but i and it feels perhaps easy at the time i i guess but but ultimately it actually creates you much more difficulty than it does ease in like examples would be um you know in ellie's um future partner that 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 no doubt she'll have children with she's she'll be in a position that if she, her and her partner wanted a weekend off and you know her and 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 rocky's little brother or sister needed looking after that i would absolutely take them to let them have that and and i'm sure vice versa you know on top of that whenever because we get along whenever we're making decisions it's it's not just about what's best for us we kind of work out what's going to be good for both of us so that cooperation actually gives us more freedom than it does if if if, if we're just in a tit for tat situation where rigid. really rigid rigid and yeah rigid and like just it's all about me you know mm -hmm. and and i think that at the end of the day uh our job as parents is to put our children first. And if to put our children first, then you've got to think, well, what do they need? And they need two parents who get along and cooperate. They need to witness what what a good relationship looks like. They don't it doesn't matter what happens within a bedroom because they don't ever witness that anyway. So they only need to see their parents getting along and cooperating and being good to each other. Well, no, I think that we've mentioned that before in the podcast too, that uh the what children see as their parents is the first relationship they experience of how to treat people, how to have discussions, how to everything, how, I guess generally just how to treat people and what they'll then tolerate and create patterns of in their life and what they'll choose because if it's normal, 
I guess, and that that sign of love, like if it's normal for a child to see love as yelling and abuse and that's what they grow up with in the home, then that is what they'll choose because it does feel comfortable and at home for them. And that's been really important to both of us that regardless of our romantic relationship or our co-parenting relationship, Rocky sees us treating each other nicely, speaking fairly, um, doing nice things for one another. And Mm. even in our home now, we're able to say, Rocky, we don't treat each other like that. So we don't do that in this house when, you know, she does four-year-old things. Mm. And I think that that advice is whether you're in a relationship or not. I mean, children are going to learn. So parents staying together, but treating each other poorly is is not a good solution either whether children don't mind whether you're actually sleeping together or not they just want to have two good parents to ultimately grow help them grow up with as little trauma as possible and so co-parenting and and um, done well is much better than parenting you know a a couple together done poorly because it does give them that early conditioning and but what that does, I think that when it does come to this idea that most of us are ultimately selfish is that even if you're selfish, it's still better to have peace. So even if you think, if I think, well, what is good for me? Is it good for me to hoard all my financial resources and all my time and just let Ellie be on, you know, she, every man for himself? And the truth is that in the long term, it's not because then I run the risk a, every time, you know, my interactions with Ellie would be stressful instead of nice and my and I and I run the risk of having a child grow up with behavioral potential behavioral issues that, that could also turn into um, them having poor relationships. So so for the in the bigger picture, even from a selfish point of view, cooperation and kindness and sharing is is actually going to fulfill my selfish needs and my selfish needs are to have a life of you know to have a healthy happy child um uh that you know develops well and has a wonderful life it's to have as little stress as possible um obviously and the best way to create that is actually doing the opposite to what most people do which is to 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 you know to be nice and be a team also focus on a team instead of two separate people yeah raising a child we're a team and then you know when 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 either of us bring other people into that dynamic so ellie you know has a has a partner or i do um when that that ultimately just grows the team which is a good thing you know yeah, so it becomes like this beautiful community so one of the limitations people have with strong co-parenting is they're like well i'm i'm not going to cope when my ex-partner is with someone else and it's because they're viewing it in 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 one part of what is difficult of course that transition of getting used to your partner moving on can be challenging but ultimately if you can just get through that which is you know a little takes a little time to get used to potentially and some emotion to process ultimately what happens is the team grows so now my child has um, you know, if Rocky, if Ellie gets a partner, then my child has me, Ellie, and the new partner to be there for her, which is wonderful. If anything ever happens to me, that person becomes, in effect, her father, which is going to be a super important role. Maybe not one they meant to sign up for, but one they ultimately will. And so, you know, the more hands you have, the more the more good hands you have, and the more cooperation you have, 
the the safer a child is, the more people that it has to learn from, to go to, to be there, you know, at any point in their life, which is a wonderful thing, just more people, you know, to love it. And, and so when I, if you go back to that selfish thing of, I don't want someone else, I don't want my kid to call someone else dad or to think of someone else like that. And I, and from my, my own little ego's point of view, that might feel a little painful for a minute. But when I step back and think, well, what are the benefits? And the benefits are huge if I reverse what I said before, that if I have another child, which I may or may not, and and um, and uh, and Ellie's, you know, got another kid and there's Rocky that, you know, obviously um, floats between us. And then the same thing in reverse happens. The Ellie's like, hey, you know, your son or daughter can come over for the weekend and the kids will hang out and you can have a weekend off. And there'll be, you know, a, a lot of examples of where cooperation ultimately makes both of our lives a lot better, not worse. Whereas, you know, if we, if we go back to when we had a baby and we were not in a relationship that was, you know, going to eventuate into the, 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 what people would call the normal sort of white picket fence. If at that point we had started a fight and I'd said, well, you know, I'll give you what I legally am required to, which is not very much. Um, and good luck. And I'll take her every second weekend. You know what that path would look like a mother under, not that Ellie couldn't have done it, but it would have been under enormous stress, um, I think, and and likely. I mean, I've seen a lot of single mothers. It's not easy. Um, enormous stress. And over the last five years, you know, she, she wouldn't have probably been able to do much more than just be a mother. Whereas in the last five years, Ellie's done a degree um, to be a teacher and she's been able to grow personally significantly and hasn't been under... Uh, any extra stress than other than the, the natural challenges of of being a parent and ultimately then what that does from my point of view is gives rocky an incredible role model of 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 not just a mother but also a mother that's been able to grow and learn and edu be educated and then you know that will turn into a career and these are all things that i would like my daughter to witness as a mother, not a mother that's just struggling just to make it through every day. So again, if my aim is is to for me to be happy and 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 all the things that I love being and stress free and as best I can be, and I want a child who turns into someone that I'm really you know I'm going to be proud of whatever, but like that I'm really proud of the job we've done. I think that. That this it, it does start with this this respect going both ways, and how can I support your life as best as possible? And then and then what can you do to support mine? And and when we work as a team, it ultimately for us, and I think it, I think it's obvious when you really think about, has created a much easier situation than the alternate. It also makes interactions and stuff a lot easier. Like I can't imagine. Because what we're four and four years down of well, co-parenting for three. Well, Rocky's five in September, <gasps> so big. and then you were pregnant for nine months. Yeah. So, but mm. co-parenting wise, we're like four years in, and I can't imagine doing all these interactions with bitterness and hate, and how hard and stressful that would be. Be constantly for both you... of us, just taking things and going from an ego place. Like it would just be so stressful. 
all the time. Imagine having a daily interaction or a weekly interaction that's always stressful. Just difficult and mean and bitter and it would just it would it's already hard enough having children and it's and it's a job that that whenever anyone's doing it we really you know we're learning as we go all parents are and and unfortunately sometimes we've even been taught bad habits from our parents and they were taught them from theirs so not only are we learning as we go we're we're sometimes having to undo our own beliefs and there's a lot to handle let alone on top of that then being being in a battle with the person that that you're meant you're you're meant is literally your teammate regardless of whether you're acting like it or not i mean you you have you have a thing your child or children and you regardless of your bitterness at each other have to look after this child and it's like clearly going to be easier if you communicate a cooper you know cooperative um, caring about each other and the child is always going to be easier. There's no example, you know, it's like if we planted a, a seed in the backyard to grow a tree and uh, we need to make sure that tree has the right amount of water and fertilizer and all these things and we talk about it and go, well, I'll water the tree today, you water it in three days, fertilizer goes on every whatever, you got to prune it, all these things. And so we're talking, so we're doing everything as the tree needs. Um, but if we're, if we're doing it in a situation where we're fighting, what's happening is the tree is sometimes not getting watered at all because I thought you did it and you thought I did it and then it's getting over fertilized and then it's getting all these different things because we're not actually, we're not actually communicating and ultimately that's not going to, given that we both have the same job and, and we hopefully want the same outcome, which is, you know, a child who is not full of trauma and, not, um, uh, uh, you know, a narcissist or a, an, an asshole or whatever, <laughs> all the different things that, that we don't want our children to turn out to be, um, then that, that communication is fundamental. I mean, we're literally doing the same job. But I do, I do think, and I, I, I like to repeat myself to just get it through to people because sometimes it's, we are so used to like even I, I've I've maintained relationships with with um, you know most of the people I've ever dated and uh, almost all but one and a lot of people think it's really weird to do that like it's how do you how do you be friends with your ex that's so weird and I think well I remember when I started dating you I thought it was weird yeah I struggled because I'd never seen it before it was not something that I was normal or even existed in my world. Mm, and and I think, and that's true. And so when when Ellie was dating me, one of my ex girlfriends, who's a very close friend of mine, was going through a tough time, and I and I had her come and stay mm. with us. And Ellie didn't really feel comfortable. Struggled. And I said, "You have to get used to this because this person is really important to me." And ultimately, what happened was Ellie realized that that this person, being Amber was is a great person and why wouldn't you want to be friends with with, yeah, with now her we're all and now we're all friends <laughs> and you know the and and i think that the society just like ellie for some reason chooses to think that 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 being friends with an ex is weird but but the truth is that that it's not weird to be friends with an ex it actually p- makes perfect sense you 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 have 
you have fallen in love with someone, you've been on a journey with them, you've been intimate and all these things. And, and, and one thing hasn't worked out, which is your relationship, but all the things you liked about that, that person, still unless exists. they were dishonest, that they still exist. And you can, you can have end up with a really uniquely good friend out of, um, an ex of it truly transitions to, to, to friendship. And, I think that the reason people think it's weird is that that we don't know as a society how to process difficult emotions in order to make that transition. So we'd rather just keep them away. So we go, you know what? That's too hard. That's too hard. I I I better off thinking that of that person as essentially dead, or as my enemy, instead of actually just processing the emotion that that it takes to make a transition and and once you do that it's not hard and you can end up with brilliant friends and which is a wonderful thing and like i mean i i end up friends with my ex-girlfriend's boyfriends i mean that because they were all similar people and they date nice people and then i make friends with them too i mean ellie one of ellie's boyfriends from a few years ago i'm friends with we talk still friends he comes and stays with us comes and stays with us and it's fine he's a good he's a really good guy and that and and so that the the first step really i think in the in 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 how to end up in a good co-parenting relationship is recognizing that it isn't weird to be friends with your ex it's weird not to be it's really strange that you go from loving someone to them having nothing to do with your life it's like grieving them like they've yeah Correct. And it's like, so once you get that part done, which is, of course, I can be friends with my ex. And you know what? Sometimes it takes a couple of times of hanging out or talking to, and it, and it can be, feel a bit hard. And then all of a sudden, it, it's not hard anymore. It just literally, you just have to push yourself through that transition. Yeah. And then, you know, you start to have conversations about people you're dating or whatever. And yeah, it's hard the first time you hear it. And then you kind of, feel it and then you're like oh it's okay and then next thing you just become comfortable and once you can get through that and that is a critical step i think in becoming good co-parents mm-hmm. is is then is recognizing that that you know if you have a long-term view of what what you want things to look like in 5 10 15 20 years then the idea of cooperation and support becomes easy. So the dad out there that may or may not be listening that wants to give as little as possible to the mother of his child that can afford to give more is ultimately going to make their life harder. And the child that they love, when they're trying to punish the mother or just be stingy with the mother, who they're hurting is obviously the mother who doesn't deserve that. But what they're, what they're definitely hurting is, is the child who's learning from that behavior, is seeing what's normal, a mother stressed and under pressure, a dad who's, 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 who's not generous and supportive. And then either the young boy lear- learns from that and is not a great partner to you know, his future partners, or the young girl learns that and will, 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 can date the wrong people. It can go that way, you know, and, or the father ends up with not a really strong relationship with his child or all, there's so many different outcomes that can come from it. But really, the, if, you, if you're going to give your child the best chance, the best chance, you, you want to show them, 
you want to show them the best of you and the best of of how people can get along and the best of of humans being able to put the, their their stuff aside it's like even now Ellie and I live together and we've lived together for a few years and and we won't live together forever but whilst Rocky's young I I pushed for us to do this because I I thought well whose fault is it that that out of the three of us Rocky Ellie and I Whose fault is it that we're not together? There's only one person that is not at fault, and that's Rocky. And why should she be the one then to pack her little bag and be moving from house to house every week or every weekend or every whatever your arrangement is? And I'm not saying, I know that not everyone can do what we're doing, so I'm not saying it's a must. But in our case, this is just an example of going what is in the best interest of our child in the long term and yes it does affect us it makes it a bit harder to date not that we mind each other dating but of course it it, it makes it that bit harder because we're not getting space from our child so that's we have probably, to leave the house to have space yeah we've got to leave yeah. the house to have space but but that's only because you don't you don't want to be bringing home people in front of your child so it's not it, it, other other than that it's not an issue so there's one thing that's a bit harder for us but there's a thousand things that are easier is the truth but for us you know but but the most important thing is rocky if someone asked rocky today are your parents not together she wouldn't even know what that means i don't think she knows we don't sleep in the same room um but that's all she knows mm -hmm. i don't think that she would have any concept that there's anything different going on you know so she would just say well my i don't know they're they're always there they live yeah. together they do stuff together and 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 the only difference between her upbringing currently and another child is that is that their parents would would likely sleep in the same room mm -hmm. um, and that is it but what we have that that may be beyond a lot of um, different um, couples is that Rocky has a lot of peace around her you know, very few times ever really have have Ellie and I got anything that resembled heated in a, in a, in a conversation. You know, so so for me, I if I was Rocky in choosing, I'd rather have the parents that get along. They don't have to sleep in the same room. I mean, I think Rocky likes it because she sleeps with Ellie most of the time, and me <laughs> sometimes. And I don't think she's disappointed, to be honest. And so again, for us, it's like at the end of the day what is the most important thing and it is rocky and her needs and then what we try and do is make sure that our needs are met around that but but we're all important not just every man for himself while a child then in that circumstance doesn't have the power to handle that well and so they just you know will often end up with 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 bad patterns and 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 emotional trauma because her parents are just fighting for their own needs. Thanks for being part of the co-parenting movement. We are so grateful to have you here. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review and subscribe. If you know any friends or family going through a separation with children, please pass this on so we can reach as many people as possible. Follow at Parenting Together Apart on Instagram and we look forward to seeing you next time.